Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 41 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about blank media. Blank media. Now, what kind of media specifically are we going to be talking about? Well, what is When you refer to blank media, what comes to mind? First thing that comes to my mind is cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. And then we have VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. We have floppy disks. For computers and such, yeah. Yes. CDs. Blank DVDs. What What else? So many things out there, but that's core of it. That's what people are going to see at flea markets and garage sales. And Interesting story to tell. Interesting to me, anyway. Uh, in the past week, Ringo Starr released a new EP. An EP has four songs. It's not a 12-song album. His uh, EP is titled Change the World. And to promote that, he went on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And I I like Jimmy Kimmel and I like Ringo, so I watched it. And in the process of talking about this uh, EP release, they were talking about you know, why he did four songs instead of a full album and the formats and that sort of thing. And Ringo said, you know what I sell the most of? Kimmel said, what? Ringo replied, cassettes. And it just floored me. He sells more cassettes than vinyl albums and CDs. And Kimmel questioned him on that, but Kimmel was floored by that as well, that, that people are really getting back into cassettes. And as I look through eBay and online, there are lots of those things for sale. There are websites that specialize in it. For example, there's one called retrostylemedia.co.uk. So they're, they're British. And they have a page that says, sell your old unused blank cassette tapes, mini discs, VHS tapes, e-cassettes, or DCC tapes. So they're buying constantly. And of course, the reason they buy them is they sell them. There's also a place called uh, ccisolutions.com that sells a variety of blank media, DVDs, CDs, audio cassettes. They sell packaging for all of those and CD and DVD duplicators. It's a big deal. And surplus.net has a page dedicated to vintage blank media. They sell mainly box lots of stuff that they have collected, but it's interesting to go on, on eBay and and look at these new in-the-wrapper CDs. Ones that people must have gone out and bought a box load of them and then put, sent them to Goodwill or whatever. 
and people are buying these things up for a quarter a piece and and so on and and they're selling them for 10 or 15 dollars uh, you can buy uh, a lot that's how most people sell them they'll collect them and sell them in a lot but I saw lots going of uh, four going for $39 and lots of 10 going for $80 uh, so they're bringing pretty good prices and when you're paying under a dollar for for that stuff if you get enough of it and sell it in bulk then you can get a pretty good markup on it yeah i recently had um actually i still have some left and uh, they're the round blank cds that you could burn items on you could burn uh, music or you could burn from your computer on and I have a lot of them because back in the day I used to sell my ebooks. And when eBay put a stop to digital download, I started burning them onto a CD and then I would sell the CD. So I would be able to ship an ebook through the mail. <laughs> so what I did, these things are really heavy when you, when they come in the, um, the silicone kind of container with the, the plastic lid. And I have a lot of them and they're pretty heavy. So shipping was a concern. So what I did was I got out a flat rate, large priority mailbox and I just filled it mm -hmm. because I knew then I could just charge $18 and be covered on shipping. And then, so that's always a good way if, if you you know you've got items that add up even cassette tapes or VHS tapes anything blank if you can fill that flat rate even a medium size box or a priority large size box then you'll know exactly how much to charge for shipping and then you'll know which direction to go with your price All right so what do you think people are doing with these blank media when they get them I think that some people are doing crafts. <laughs> really? Yes. I've seen a lot of um, like wind chimes with hanging CDs mm -hmm. and different types of craft items. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to Etsy and, and if you just type in um, CD art, or right. you'll be surprised at what kind of uh, creative things people are making with those. But I think also, I mean, some of those old folks. <laughs> you say old fa old folks, and you look at me and wink. What's that all about? Because I know you're burning, Wayne. Yes, I am. Honka, honka, burning CD. I admit, I've changed media types. Often over the years, I went from vinyl to cassette tapes. Actually, somewhere in there was was uh, A-track tapes and then cassette sure. tapes. But then when CDs were popularized in the 90s, I loved it. I mean, the sound was nowhere near as good as it is on, on vinyl, if you've got a good stereo system. Vinyl is great if you take care of your records and, and so on. But what I really liked about CDs, and I admit... I'm still doing this, and I'm probably going to go on eBay and buy a bunch of blank CDs. <laughs> but I like making playlists. I, I have a wide variety of music, and I'll take my favorites in each category, and 
I'll download all of the, the uh, CDs I purchased to my computer and, or upload or whatever it is and then I'll organize playlists and I'll burn it onto a CD and I'll take those when I go on trips or sometimes just around the house I'll, I'll put one on but uh, I love it and I admit that my least favorite media my, my absolute least favorite is 8-track tapes they were junk but I don't like cassette tapes at all because they would, the players were glitchy and the tapes would get stuck in the, the heads and, and tangled and they were tough to get out. And if you broke the tape, you'd have to patch it. And if you needed to rewind the tape, you had to stick a pencil in one of those uh, uh, gear holes in the tape itself and spin the gears until you could rewind the whole thing. And unlike CDs, I couldn't make a playlist and I couldn't jump from song to song without a lot of punching the button to see where the end of the song was and forward and reverse and that kind of thing. So I just didn't like those. I still like CDs the best. And I've got quite a vinyl collection, but my stereo is not as good as it used to be when I had a, a big house and neighbors were far away and I could crank it up and, <laughs> and uh, you know, really get the full effect. But, uh, yeah, I, I was really surprised to hear that cassette tapes are, are making a comeback. And all I can say is I wish I had all those blank cassette tapes that I used to have. Okay, this is a good place to stop for a word from our sponsor. So we'll pause right here. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, Go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford. And we're talking about finding and flipping vintage blank media. Isn't that funny? I know even the A-Track, or not the A-Track, but the um, VHS tapes, the blank right. ones, I've done well with those as, as well. And right. isn't VHS tapes a popular topic for our downloads? It is. Actually, as I look at our hosting website, our number one episode is VHS tapes. Vinyl Records is down there. I think uh, the number two position recently changed. Cast Iron Cookware is now number two. But yeah, VH tapes has been our number one episode for two or three months. That's crazy. And, yeah, we have a a new article just published last week on the WorthPoint website. Mm -hmm. Go to the website and then the menu item blog and, and there's a drop-down menu, go to articles. And uh, one of our uh, better writers just wrote an article on collecting VHS tapes. And I was glad to see she didn't contradict our podcast in any way. <laughs> well, that's that's in good, good news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, another another item that I was thinking about would fall into this category are the 
the USB memory sticks. Okay. Because they, they're blank. Right. The USB memory sticks are blank, like flash drives. Right. And I still use them to put my PowerPoints on when I'm traveling. Right. It sounds to me like you, are you buying them or have you sold them? Well, actually, I still have blank ones that um, eBay gave me when I was in there, when they used to have their education specialist program, and they gave us. And the interesting thing about it is the rubber that goes around the, the casing of the flash drive has gotten sticky. Right. What's up with that? Was that just the era of rubber made? Yeah, <laughs> some types of rubber will deteriorate like that. It's not made to last very long. Um, plasticizer migration. That's what it is. Plasticizer migration. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting because I know there's some plastic items from earlier years that just turn sticky and and funny. And, and that's one of them. So if you're... If you are looking for flash drive, I would recommend getting the metal ones. Right. Or hard plastic. Hard plastic is better than the, the, the squishy rubber ones. I wouldn't buy one like that unless they're in great shape and I'm going to sell them right away. But if they're vintage, if they've been around for a while and you pick one up and it's sticky, you can't wipe that stuff off. Right. But I have noticed, too, that they're are many with advertising logos on them because it was a an advertising strategy for a while to create sure. a flash drive with your with your logo on it. So right. those I've noticed have been selling still, you know, 10, 15 bucks depending on the advertising logo. What what do, what do you call that that advertising technique? Those that's called when you buy those things uh, like our t-shirts. Swag we're going to pass out swag. And, and at eBay events, they'd always have cabbage or, or different different companies would have the USBs that they give out for free with flash drives with their... And of course, flash drives like that or anything like that that's swag. Swag is a category in its own right. People collect that kind of thing. So that would be a good one to have as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I collect eBay memorabilia, which would be swag. So I would be real nervous. Let's say that um, I kick the bucket and uh, an estate seller comes in here and goes through my desk drawers and and finds these things and throws them in a box lot to sell them. Mm. I would be real nervous about what's, what's left of the information that's left on those things. Oh, have you ever bought one that had someone else's information on it? Well, it's funny that you say that because I have bought one that had that was in a camera. What is that called with the camera has the little... Um, memory card. Memory card, thank you. So I have bought those. Um, I have bought cameras that had a memory card in it and it was loaded with family photos and it broke your heart because you didn't know, you know, who the baby was and who, what the celebration was. And, but there was nothing you could do. You know, in browsing around 
uh, eBay in the past week and, and Googling various things to prepare for this podcast, I found that a popular discussion on a forum was the issue of what they were calling lost media. And lost media are home-recorded cassettes and VHS tapes and 8mm home movies, things that people would take for their own use. Mm -hmm. And also uh, bootleg copies of concerts, that, that kind of thing. But And sometimes they're sold on eBay as used cassette, sold as blank. And if they put in the word sold as blank, that means it's got something on it, but you don't know what, because they can't advertise it. They can't say wow. this is a... This is a, a, a Coldplay album recorded live at a concert. They can't say that. Uh, they'll get kicked off eBay and fined for copyright infringement and all sorts of things. But they And they can't even say Coldplay sold as blank. So, But sold as blank is a regular occurrence. And so this whole concept of lost media, people will sometimes buy these uh, vintage tapes of various types just to see what see what's on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read one of the forum contributors said that he bought an eight-track tape, just a family vacation from the 60s, and, you know, from a home movie. I, I didn't mean eight-track tape. I meant, you know, eight-millimeter eight home movie. And it's just as, as a historic piece, it's wonderful. Think of what that's going to be worth in a hundred years, not in terms of dollar value, but in terms of historical value. Right. So, and those things are all the time. Um, all right, well, let's, let's uh, we're, we're coming up on, on uh, getting toward the end here. So let's summarize. Uh, for me, it, buying vintage media can be broken into two different segments. One is buying what I like to call new old stock. It's when you find cassette tapes and uh, DVDs, anything like that, still in their original packaging, unwrapped. Mm-hmm. Right. They should be pristine. So that's that's uh, one, th- one thing that you can almost count on selling. The other thing is used items that could have something on it. Of course, you can always buy used DVDs and that sort of thing that were made commercially. But it's the, the home movies and... and uh, the bootlegs and things like that that people are curious about. And for those, you just need to accumulate a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. If you go to a, a yard sale and find a box full of old cassette tapes, uh, if you buy the whole thing, then, you know, give them a, a cursory look at each tape. And as long as they're not broken and busted up and the, the tapes appear to be good, the best thing to do is sell those as a lot. And uh, you can make pretty good pretty good money doing that. Also for individual tapes, if you see individually wrapped uh, cassette tapes, for example, they are best sold as a lot because you might, for one, you can get, I don't know, eight, nine, ten dollars, depends on the quality of the tape and the age and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you only paid a quarter, 50 cents a dollar for it, that's still a good markup. But what I like to keep in mind when I'm reselling anything on eBay is how much of my time 
am I going to be using? Mm -hmm. uh, if it's going to take me uh, an hour to put all of this stuff together and take pictures and put it up on eBay, I'm not going to sell for 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, although that's a good markup and it's profitable, if you factor in what I feel my time is worth, I'm not making any money on it. So it's important the way you package it and, as you pointed out earlier, the way you ship it. And uh, but But there's loads of it out there and most people, like me, are ignorant of the demand for that kind of thing. So it's definitely something that if you see, you want to flip it. You don't want to skip it. Very good. Yes, at our Mount Dora uh, treasure hunt, we had a gentleman pick up a, quite a bit on his uh, treasure hunting journey, and he shared that story. And I believe that information is in the post mm -hmm. that Allison did at WorthPoint. Yeah, I saw that that uh, Alison Radomsky, our videographer, was there. Yes. And she put together an article about the Mount Dora, talking about vintage media specifically. Interesting. I encourage uh, our listeners to take a look at that. Okay, well, uh, this has been an interesting journey. Uh, I'm going to have to go digging through my closet and see what sort of vintage. <laughs> right, right behind me on the shelf, you probably can't see it, but I've got a big crate full of uh, 8-track tapes still. Wow. I'm, stu I'm still looking for my uh, uh, golden ticket in 8-track <laughs> tapes, and that would be an 8-track tape of uh, Frank Sinatra, and first name is Antonio, Antonio Carlos Jobim, and that was going back to the early 60s during the Bossa Nova craze. Wow. Uh, but that as a quad tape, quadraphonic, uh -huh. is worth four figures easily. Wow. So, uh, we'll keep a watch. Yeah, so all you pickers, keep an eye out for Joe Beam and, uh, wow. and sell it to me cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have one, I'll give you 10 bucks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now, if you, if you find one, just let me know. I'd be delighted to know that one of our listeners profited from this uh, conversation. Okay, Dana. Well, it's yep. been real. Uh, I look forward to doing this again next week and have, have a good weekend. Thanks. You too, Wayne. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Point.